This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one of a kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to pokernight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Extra Time podcast here on the Bet Rivers Network. It's Champions League semi-final second leg week, uh, two games uh, to come. First legs were already played last week. Uh, we had some really, really interesting picks on those. Uh, Real Madrid taking on Manchester City in the second leg of that tie. Real Madrid travelling to Manchester this time. And the Milan derby, of course, being played in the same stadium because they share a stadium. Uh, but with Inter, of course, being the home side this time around. So lots and lots to look forward to. Uh, joining me, RJ, how are you, mate? Welcome uh, back to the programme. Harry, great to be with you both. Hey, Jack, uh, I, if I recall correctly, I think last time we did this show, we had pretty good results. So uh, so I'm hopeful we we can continue and maybe trump that if possible. But uh, yeah, great to be here with you both, ready to chop it up. And also Jack Wright joins us as well. Jack, how are you, my friend? Um, looking forward to these games? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're the business end of the season now, aren't we? Like massive games coming thick and fast. And uh, these are really like these big European nights are just so exciting, especially for the neutral to watch and obviously for the victor, a a great night as well. But I'm just looking to try and keep up with this guy who's been absolutely on flames throughout the course of these European games. He's just been hitting winner after winner. So, uh, you know, as he says, a lot better than I will, but looking forward to chopping it up with him. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Um, incidentally, I'm recording this from outside the Emirates Stadium, the only place in London next season where you'll be able to watch Champions League football. So I thought it was fitting uh, to do it from here. Um, let's start then uh, with the Real Madrid against Manchester City second leg. Um, RJ, let's come to you first up on this one. Um, a good result for City away from home. Uh, Real Madrid won't be particularly concerned or disappointed by the result either, though, will they? No, they won't be, right? They come into this clash, right? Tie 1-1, so no no fall, no, no harm, no gain necessarily. Um, and, you know, I feel as though because the first leg was so tight, uh, I expect a, a fairly similar start to the match. Uh, both sides will be cognizant, you know, not to not to make too many mistakes, therefore not take too many big chances. I, I expect and early in the match, right? They'll they'll be a little bit cautious. I think they both clearly respect each other. They're both very strong sides, obviously, and I expect things to open up more so in the second half than in the first half. And I have statistics to back that up, right? So seventy percent. So so Manchester City, Real Madrid. These are stats, respective of their home away spots over the last twenty five matches. 70% of their matches have seen over one goal or, or one goal in the first half. 
just 43% have seen over one and a half goals in the first half. Flipping to the second half stats, 94% have seen one goal in the second half. 63% have seen over 1.5 goals in the second half between Man City and Madrid, right? So 24% first half over one. Uh, most goals second half, 60%, and a tie is 15%. So, again, this is this is a, this is a, a tricky situation, right, as Jack said, and as you alluded to, Harry, right? You get deep in these – and these lay, uh, you get deep in these rounds of tournaments. It's, it, it gets very difficult to find an edge. So what I'm looking at here is Manchester City versus Real Madrid, highest scoring half, second half at even money, plus 100. Um, I think it's the safest play. And and I, I think you see this throughout the, the Champions League and, and even Europa League, right? Matches start a little bit slow. Um, and with the firepower of these sides, you know, I could, I could see a goal in the first half, but um, I expect the production to really come in the second half here. Jack, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, obviously, you know that um, Real Madrid have this reputation in the competition. How does that kind of translate into betting odds? Because you can't really quantify that with any statistics, can you? No, and I've actually taken it into account this time around. I, I, was, I was set to go. My selection here is going to be Manchester City all the tie and over two and a half goals in the game. I'd actually had this all lined up for Manchester City to win and over two and a half goals. And I was like, there was just that niggling doubt that that Real Madrid just get this job done in this tournament, don't they? We know how they've won it more than anyone else by some distance. Last season was a pure example of just how they got over the line. They had a real tough run last season. Um, they had Manchester City, a similar stage last season, Chelsea, PSG, Liverpool. So all some prime European opposition there. And they struggled in all of those games, especially in at least one of those legs. And then they still managed to get the job done over the line and managed to, to win. Uh, so I think with you know, Carlo Ancelotti, I think this is 191st Champions League game as a manager. It's incredible. I just think that they've got that know-how. Cruz and uh, Modric in the middle, Benzema, of course. And they've got the younger players that have now come through. They've got that little bit of magic dust as well. So they've got enough about them and I think the concern for me here would possibly be the fact that when you match up the key players for each side there's not an awful lot of difference between them um, and I think Man City have got the stronger depth but Real Madrid have got the history and they've got that we know it's like you've got those sides let's say a bogey side but sort of Real Madrid are everyone's bogey side in this tournament and I think you do have to take that into account they've got that confidence that they are going to get the job done and there's that little nervousness from the other sides I think they're going you know this is Real Madrid They've got an aura about them. So I think, yeah, I, well, I've done it. I've, I've, I've actually kind of took a little half step back rather than going as aggressive as, aggressive as I was going to originally. RJ, does that play into your thinking um, as much? Is that something that you look at, the fact that Real Madrid in this competition have got this aura about them? And, and as I say, you can't quantify that with any sort of statistics to kind of impact the odds per se. But does it play on your mind as well? Yeah, it does. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I didn't really lean to either side here. I, I agree. I think sometimes you get teams like Manchester City, in, in my opinion, and I think most people's opinion are the strongest club in, in, in the world right now. Right. You, you could argue that fact. But sometimes they meet their match. Right. Sometimes you could have a team. And, and I don't like to talk about this because it's it's kind of still uh, painful to me. But uh, United States, like National Hockey League, for example, and I, I want to switch subjects just slightly. Boston Bruins had the best record ever 
in NHL history, right? They broke all these records, most points, the quickest, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? They lost the first round of the NHL playoffs because they met their match. They met a team that was just in better form. They had better goaltending. They just overall were outcoached, right? So I think to, to Jack's point, right, Ancelotti and everybody, the the aura about this team is once they show up in these games, it's like they just they just take it up another level. And I think that does factor in that, again, no no statistics can – can quantify so yes that is something that i'm cognizant of and something that i i considered when when making this selection we're in knockout competition now we're deep deep exactly. into, into the competition like the the second legs now of the semi-finals these are elite teams simple as that especially these two and you'd expect the winner of this too lightly they'll certainly go off heavy favorites to win the final whichever one progresses through so on that day, all Manchester City, all Real Madrid would need to do would play slightly less, 5%, even less than that, off their A game. And the other time, other team will take advantage of it. There's so many lethal players on the pitch Wednesday night that this could be, I say, it's a, it's a, Man City are very, very strong favourites for it. And that's testament to how good they are and especially how the good they are at the Etihad. And that's why I've obviously got them on side with this, you know, they're obviously on a great run of form at the moment. I'm beating in 22. They won 18 of those games as well. The only four draws in that run have been away from home. Champions League at home, won 22 of 24. Scored 81 goals, conceded 19. You can reel these off. You know, that's plus 62 goal difference. They generally win each home game in the Champions League by at least two and a half goals. So they are they are formidable. They obviously won this 4-3 last season. They won it 2-1 in when they met in 2020. And um, and they've won, I think, the last four meetings between these two sides in Manchester. So it's there. I think they've done, I'd say they've done the hard part, makes it sound like they're now going to turn up and roll them over. But I think they'll be pleased. You, you said it right at the top of the show. They're pleased that they've gone and got a positive result in Madrid. A tough place to go, of course, the Bernabeu. And also they got the, got back into the game kind of when they were against the run of play as well. So I think they'll take that as a positive, that they've got a lot of, good things to take from that players in good form and where I think they'll probably, I have the edge in this one is their strength in depth, especially in attacking areas that if it's not working out for Grealish, they can bring Foden on. If it's not working out for Bernardo Silva, Mares can come on. Alvarez, World Cup winner can come on. You know, these players are absolute elite. And I think they've just got that little bit extra when it comes to trying to win the game than what Real Madrid have. Absolutely. And we talked about the kind of aura of Real Madrid and how that needs to be factored in. The other thing that's been different for you guys this season is the uh, scrapping of the away goal rule. Uh, That's changed things as well, hasn't it, in terms of how you look at it, how teams uh, might want to approach the game. So just to summarise your picks on this one, RJ's gone for uh, the second half to be the highest scoring at plus 100. And Jack has gone uh, for a same game parlay of over two and a half goals and uh, Manchester City on the double chance. That's at minus 125. Right, let's turn our attentions to the other semi-final, an all-Italian affair, which means there's going to be a Serie A club in the final for the first time in a long time, which is brilliant for Italian football. You know, they, they're going to have a club uh, most likely in the in the finals of the Europa as well, possibly even the Conference League too. Um, so brilliant for them. Um, RJ, I noticed that you, you haven't got a selection on this one. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get Jack's pick in a minute and, and the sort of thinking behind it, but what was it that kind of put you off of sort of diving into this one with a pick? Uh, honestly, it, it was it was more of what I saw for for value, Harry. And I, I mean, I actually 
had some notes on this match and I was going back and forth as to, okay, well, do I, do I put a play out just to, 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 to post a play for, for sake, or do I just hold off because I'm not overly confident? And, and that's kind of where I landed. I, I can expect, um, I expect Inter to advance personally, right? I mean, they, they do have the, the advantage obviously. So that's not a big, uh, bold, bold statement, but you know, I, I expect a tight match because like inner really, they don't, necessarily have to to attack as much as they normally would they could kind of just sit on their heels and i don't look at i don't look at milan as a side that would be overly threatening where if i say you know let's kind of try to just coast this match out let's get through to the uh to the to the final and and i expect a a low scoring match so i I was looking at the odds on bet rivers i do like inter asian handicapping at at minus 0.25 I do see a potentially a draw here, a low scoring match, but I do like the under 2.25 at minus 108. Um, I just, I just don't see a lot of goals here. I don't look at this match as overly exciting on paper, even though it is the, um, the, the clash of, you know, in the Italian Derby, but the Milan Derby, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of neutral on this match, but those are my leans. If anything. Jack, um, into getting a really positive result in the first leg. I, I must admit, I'm an avid follower of Italian football and I didn't see that coming. I didn't see um, sort of Milan crumbling in the way that they did in the early parts of the game. But they'll probably count themselves fortunate after a performance like that to at least still be in this tie. I mean, 2-0 is, is not an irretrievable scoreline, is it? No, it could have been a lot worse. Um, I, I just think that the, the the you touched on it again at the start of the, the the show here that these sides share a stadium, and so in essence you'd look at it and go, well, is there any home or away advantage? But there is, is of course, because there's a designated home side, designated away side. So last week it was Milan, and uh, therefore they had like eighty percent of the the fans in the ground. They get like three and a half sides of the stadium. And so it would be classified as their home ground. And I just felt that they're kind of they're a younger side than Inter. And I just felt that the the occasion got to them a little bit and they did freeze and Inter took advantage of it. Absolutely did. Inter have been starting quite well in recent games, and I think they took that confidence and ran with it and obviously got their noses well and truly in front early on. Um as I said it could have been a lot worse. You you're right there for sure. Um Raffaele was obviously a massive miss for Milan. Uh, missed the game again at the weekend. Uh, so we'll wait to see whether he plays a part. And I think that's going to be crucial in in our how it actually does pan out. But, uh, you know, the thing for me where it's hard to try and pick a, a, a winner in this or an outcome is the fact that we've got a game here where Inter don't need to win. So whenever there's a, a game where you go, Inter Milan can go and draw this game and they'll get through to the final of the Champions League. They'll sign for that straight away now. Absolutely. They could even lose this game to their fiercest rivals and still qualify for the final of the Champions League. I'm not sure they'd sign for a loss, but you know, I'm going with it. They, 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 they would, you know, if it happens, it happens and they'll get there. If they only lose by a single goal. So that what makes the dynamics of how this one plays out a little bit tricky. What I would suggest is that Milan can't win this game in the first half. Um, they can lose it though. They can lose this tie in the first half. They can, if Inter score, if, if the pattern follows the same as last time, last week, then that's it. Milan are out and it's game over. Uh, so I think they'd like to stay in it, of course. I think I don't think they're going to rush to try and get back into the game. I think as long as they 
give themselves 10 or 15 minutes at the end where they could potentially throw the kitchen sink at it, then they would take that because it will give them a chance. What they don't want to do is, is, is completely lose it here. So my actual selection is, is under two and a half goals in this, which I was a little surprised to see. Uh, RJ's touched on the fact he'd be a bit more aggressive with a 2.25 player. Wouldn't put anyone off that. Um, a half win, half push. But I've gone safe here under two and a half goals at minus 136. And, uh, you know, everyone wants to be a millionaire. And if this was who wants to be yeah. a millionaire, I'd certainly be phoning a friend right now. And that friend would be Danielle Fisichella. I-, I listened to the show with yourselves last week with Daniele. And absolutely, I could listen to Daniele talking about Italian football all day long. So passionate, so enthusiastic, mm-hmm. and obviously very, very knowledgeable. So I'm going to make no bones about it. This has got Daniele Fisichella copyright all over it. I'm just going to pick a, a couple of things that he said last week. On there, um, that uh, with uh, Rafa Leao missing, uh, they'd only won one in eight games uh, this season, or with him missing f- since he's been at the club. Uh, that's now one in one win in ten. The key one, though, for me was the Italian stat that he reeled out from going back as far as 1985, where uh, Italian sides had met each other 20 times in Europe, 35 head to heads now, 28 of those seeing under two and a half goals. Um, I say other than two games, the away goals rule was still in play at that point of time. But, you know, I don't think it's a massive driver when it, when we're looking at under two and a half goals and 10 out of 10 now uh, for under two and a half goals in the Champions League. So absolutely this one points towards that because Inter don't need to do anything here. They just need to make sure that they manage the game out and and get a result, which is good enough for them to progress through to the Champions League final. So um, my play under two and a half goals, absolutely. I wouldn't put anyone off both teams to score no, which was an initial thought of mine. Depends how aggressive you want to go with it. That that comes in at minus 113. Uh, and even potentially the half-time draw uh, plus 114 for those super aggressive types that are thinking that this game doesn't need to have a fast or, or, or you know exciting start. Neither club would really need or desire that to happen, to be honest with you. So um, again, I'll go down a route that we've seen Inter Milan play when they're good, they've been very good this season. When they're bad, they've been very bad. So, you know, a 4-2 win at the weekend for them. They made eight changes in that. So don't think that's going to have too much of an impact in this particular game either. Only three outfield players started. Aserbi, um, Mkhitaryan and DeMarco were the three players that played. Um, the latter two, Mkhitaryan and DeMarco, were taken off after an hour. So only Aserbi played the full 90 minutes. So that one won't take too much out of them, but they still went and won it as well. So they've kept their good run going now. They've uh, won seven on the spin. So they're in good good form. Um, four clean sheets in five knockout Champions League games this season as well. So again, that's going to lean towards the fact of what bet we're looking for, what win we're looking for here. Um, in, so in European competitions, uh, Inter Milan have won 18 of their 19 ties where they've taken a lead into the second leg. So that's a formidable record. And they're against the Milan side that haven't got good history in, in turning results around. Uh, they've not won any of their last 10 away knockout ties where they've been, uh, well, they've not won any of their last 10 knockout ties. Uh, incredible in Europe, away from home. is So bad form in that respect. They've also lost 2-0 at the weekend to a relegation threat in Spezia as well who were in the relegation zone prior to that win and had lost eight on the spin going into that game as well. So not good form there. And it's it's interesting to note as well that um, under two and a half goals in eight, uh, the last eight Milan games also with the last, sorry, in all 10 
of the last game has gone under two and a half goals. The last eight have seen exactly two goals. So that would cash this bet as well. So it all points towards that for me, that this is, I think, Inter's game to to, to win. The Inter's certainly Inter's tie to win. Um, and I think Milan are coming into this just at a bad, bad spell of time for them at this moment. And uh, I think the experience of um, Inter, we'll, we'll see them through in this one. Um, and uh, Milan are, are looking like they might well even miss out on Europe as far as uh, their league form is concerned as well. So I think it all points towards a, a stronger Inter performance here. And uh, for me, I'm taking the under two and a half goals within a control in the game at minus 136. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think almost when I was talking earlier on about the aura of Real Madrid, I think that kind of factored into maybe people's thinking going into this game around Milan as well, who yeah. do have that history. But in comparison to Inter, very inexperienced. I know they won the Scudetto last season, uh, but in terms of the age profiles of their players. And I think one of the big questions in Italy this season has been why Inter haven't been anywhere near the top. Mm. And when you look at that group of players, it kind of reminds you of how maybe in the league they've underachieved. But Simone and Zaghi has always been very effective in cup competitions and that stands them in good stead to progress uh, through this one. Uh, RJ, uh, Jack, thank you so, so much uh, for your selections. Uh, We'll be back very, very soon with a look at the Europa League semi-final second legs as well here on Extra Time. Make sure you follow us at Because We Win across all platforms. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network and if you're listening on audio, then please do leave us a review as well. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.